that, that actually does kind of pivot real well into the, the last question I want to ask y'all. Then, yeah, I know we're running out of time here. I'm um, sorry for running a little bit late, y'all. Um, sorry a little bit late because someone's audio issues. <laughs> but no, so before the last question uh, for each of you too. So it's um, how do you see martial arts? Um, or your martial arts experience influencing or impacting your future? What was the last part? I couldn't hear you. Uh, so I was saying, how has, well, how do you think your experience with martial arts is going to impact or influence your future? And it's kind of open-ended, not just with fighting, but like just with life in general. Like, how do you think it's going to, five, ten years down the road, how do you see it um playing a part in the future. I know for me, uh, my whole plan is get the black belt, open up a gym. Um, I know that's that's one of my goals is getting that black belt, uh, opening up the gym and keeping uh, keep competing up until I'm in you know my 60s, if possible. I got a late start to it. So, you know, my, my neck's not jacked up yet. My back's not jacked up. So I'll be able to do it for a minute uh you know i started i think at 27 26 so starting late at least in jiu-jitsu i'll be able to maintain myself for a minute um at least for me so that's that's my end game get that black belt open up that school and pass along my style i like that yeah i definitely support that too would you gym be in vegas potentially uh yeah if i'm still out here for sure but uh i very much in am have a plan of learning as I go along from different professors. Um, you know, I have three so far that I've learned from that have been able to get me my purple belt. And I got two stripes underneath uh, uh, at purple from the Robert, from Roberto and Raul Jimenez. So those guys are pretty, pretty good. Like Roberto right now, I think he's top five in the world in uh, jujitsu. So just keep learning from him and going to school. So that's my whole, game is learning from other professors and then making my own uh, style out of it. I support it. Definitely wishing you the best on that too. Like whatever you've been doing up to this point has been working. So you just keep at it. You know, I go <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting because uh, I'm in a process of opening a gym right now. Um, with my coach, Marvin Eastman, uh, MMA and Muay Thai gym will offer like jits and, and all of that as well. But that's really like, you know, the goal is is ownership for me, you know, and I got a, a skill set that I've had for 20 years. I worked on it my whole life. You know, I feel I should get, you know, paid doing it. I love it. I enjoy it. So I think it'll be kind of a waste of my skill set to to not help kids gain that mindset not help you know even adults gain the mindset where they where they can defend themselves i like that i think that having that aspect too of both helping the adults and the kids some is going to be beneficial too because um as chris kind of mentioned we're never too old to you know either begin or continue that martial arts journey and i know um with dave mazagati that like he's been doing it for um 30 40 plus years too. So it's like, yeah, it's only that stays with us for eternity if we choose to. So I like that aspect. Dave M or Will, you know what you want to go next? 
Yeah, so um, from a 30,000 foot perspective, you know, I'd like to uh, see some friends of mine eventually open a gym. And, um, you know, if it's a couple of years down the road, then maybe I'm running a kid's class or something. I think that'd be cool. It's going to stay uh, a hobby in terms of, um, you know, it's a hobby now. It's, it's going to stay a hobby. But if I was making money, I'd want to do it, you know, at like a friend's gym or something like that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, in terms of like, you know, the 10 foot view, just, you know, just what I want my martial arts to, to do or end up being, um, obviously also chasing the black belt kind of deal. But uh, one thing that I've been focused on recently, um, like with my guard work, right, when I'm on my back, is um, understanding when and in which direction I can take somebody if I need to sweep them. So like when you look at like spider guard, um, it can be very aggressive and, and depending on where their weight is and where your hips are facing and stuff like that, really at any given time, you should be able to take them in at least one direction to hit the sweep. And, uh, so I've been having a lot of fun, like, you know, mapping that out kind of thing. And so applying that same concept broadly, I wanted, I want to like know that in every position, like I want to know, like if I'm in top side control. I want to know every way that you know how to escape or that you can escape. I want to know every way to shut it down. If I'm in mount, I want to know every way you can possibly escape. And I want to know how to shut it down and just like, you know, apply it to every position in grappling, like for my personal martial arts journey, like that's ultimately what I'm working towards is like, I want to know everything. I like that. One, one quick follow up on that. So knowing since Chris has had kind of several professors kind of getting him up to his point, is that a route that you're following as well? Because you know you're on a route towards perfection, and do you plan on staying with just like one instructor, or are you going to have to like venture out and explore as well? If I if I uh, have a say in it, because anything can happen over the course of a decade or whatever, then I'll keep the three primary coaches I have now. I have uh, I have Rich Castro, who is, has a black belt in Robert Fallis, which is under Chris Howard, right? Um, and he's my main grappling coach uh rich more and more is kind of getting away from the gi so um in the gi i've got my good friend bryce and uh, my friend pat and um you know combined between the two of them they've got 40 plus years of grappling experience right um but both are very heavily focused on the gi uh in different ways so um my game is kind of an amalgamation of all three of them and uh yeah if i had a choice i don't think i'd learn from anyone else um, yeah, at least until after black belt kind of thing. I kind of like that because you're kind of getting like the same benefits that Chris had, but just simultaneously. Like you have all three perspectives working with you. Kind of in general. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure even Chris's experience when he goes to a new gym, it's not like he's only ever learning from one person, you know? Um, but like for me being at, you know, like a sort of mega gym, yeah, I ended up with three pretty distinct coaches who I learned different stuff from who I... I don't really like for a little while I went to a different gym after COVID, uh, well, not after, but once we opened the city back up, I was going someplace else and like, it was cool. The vibe was nice, but like, I don't know. I didn't really care for it's, it's just, it's hard to describe. It's like, you like learning from these particular people. Like I just kind of, I don't know. I don't really want to learn from anybody else, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, uh, Dave, M, Dave Malagati, would you like to? Yeah. So, 
I'm not really, I'm not exactly like pursuing um, a future path in martial arts anymore. Like I, I like to train and mess around, you know, on Saturdays with Darius, um, just like casual training here and there. But I, ultimately, like I'm, I'm going for business. I'm studying uh, business entrepreneurship at UNLV. And I'm kind of eager to know, like, if I could apply my previous experience with martial arts and maybe like some of the philosophies that I learned in it to business, that would ultimately be great. You know, like, like, like back on what uh, the other David said earlier about how, how you can take, you know, it, it's not necessarily about what move is right or is wrong, but like, it's about how you take a move or a position and use it for your body shape, wh whether you're big country or you're John Jones and how you, you use your body shape and your size to your advantage against an opponent, whether short and stocky or tall and skinny. And every opponent is a unique situation that you have to like uh, think about how to beat them, how to use your body against their body. And I, I mean, I think ultimately if I, if I get to take those principles and apply that to working towards business, um, ho hopefully, hopefully something will work out for me there. Man, good luck to you, bro. I mean, I was a good luck to all of y'all because, like, the thing is, too, is, like, um, being ambitious itself is, like, always good to have in, like, human nature. It seems like we're all able to take something away from, like, our experience as martial artists and seeing how it's going to apply to the future. So that's why I wanted to close with that question because I'm always interested to kind of see, you know, the lifelong martial artist, whether it's, like, physically training, if it's studying philosophies, like, what's the next step going to be from here? And it seems like we all have, like, a, a good understanding of how we want to implement that in our lives. Yeah. I like it. And, um, and, and I, do, I think I think martial arts should be applied outside of the gym. I mean, whatever you do in life, you know, you're still you're still a martial artist. And one, one of the things my coach Casey House at 10th Planet says a lot, he says, be a black belt at everything that you do. And and I totally agree with that. I think like, you know, if you're a black belt in the gym or a blue belt or a purple belt or whatever your level is, you can still take what you're learning in those principles and disciplines and you can apply that towards your career or being a good husband or, or being a parent. I mean, I think the lessons that you learn in the gym can be applied everywhere. I 100% agree with that, actually. Yeah, that's, that's actually a philosophy that I try to embrace in my everyday life, my everyday go-to. So I, I heavily agree with that, even from my own experiences. So um, with that being said, um, were there any last-second questions, comments, or anything like that before you, uh, before you wrap it up? One of the things that, that I want interesting. to... Oh. Yeah, that was interesting how we got all different uh, kind of viewpoints, uh, you know, David being, you know, into MMA and pursuing a gym uh, with, you know, Marvin Eastman, uh, David from his Muay Thai career, and, you know, William and Darius, just, uh, you guys going through the path, there's some, it's some kind of when William was uh, talking about how it's still going to be a hobby for him. Is it, it brought me back to something my wife always tells me, um, you know, at, at certain points when I've uh, trained where I don't get the level of competition that I need for that, uh, for what I'm looking for, you know, and she's always like, well, there's people there that aren't there for the same goal. They're there to, it's a hobby or to get better in their own aspects. So the, it's interesting meeting someone also that, sounds like they're really passionate about jiu-jitsu also, but is more there for the, you know, what you said, the, the aspect, social aspect and the hobby, you know, cause gave me that other perspective. Cause then I, I 
I know she's always told me there's people like that. Um, but for me, it was always that concept. I, I think I lean more towards the, the spike and, uh, you know, the spike and the flashy than the social aspect. I know for me, that's one of the things that was harder for me starting jujitsu is I got in there. I was like, all right, I'm coming in here. I'm learning this. And it's become more of an obsession and getting back into competing. So knowing that there is people out there that view it differently, it's good for me to hear it. Uh, because there are times where I get frustrated when I go in the gym, like, all right, there's nobody to compete against today. So it's really good to hear that, uh, at least for me. Yeah, the thing that pushed me away from competing was uh, I did I did one, and then I had to take like a week and a half off, man. I was so beat up. And then that's it. Like, now I'm just sitting at home doing nothing, you know? Like, I do everything I can to, like, not get hurt, so I don't have to miss training. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. It's like, and it's like such a weird thing to think about, too. Like, yeah, I, well, I want to train as much as I can because I want to be as good as possible. And then, like, all the arguments about competing, whatever the people throw out, it makes you better, all that stuff. But it's like, no, dude, like, also I got hurt, though. Like, also it hurts you. Like, I don't want to take the time off. So, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird place to be in, but I'm happy to provide the perspective, so... <laughs> so even introducing OER, I think that's going to contribute to like the community because you know Ollie know me through uh, different kind of walks through life and um, you know clearly you guys are all my good friends David also my cousin on top of it so he gets two two bonuses but it's like um, yeah did the community aspect of uh, martial arts I love it and like um, whether it's like me and Dave like talking about the fights talking about um, previous fights and training me and Will actually going to watch like UFC fights and just kind of having our picks and stuff. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a community, and I think it's going to keep growing as a community, especially as MMA becomes more and more mainstream. So me personally, yeah, I, I love it. And I love to kind of have, like, all you as, like, friends and fam that are also involved with it as well. And like I said, David is uh, David Jordan, the one that actually introduced me to training. If not, I would have just been in the stands or watching the pay-per-views. But, you know, thanks to him, I was able to kind of get this walk of life and, you know, pick up the gloves put on the gear, and then start working from there. Man, and I think it's dope, bro. Like, I think we all should link up. We all live in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, and um, I got mad love for Darius. He, he'll be like a glue guy on this, but, you know I mean, if you guys ever want to link up, train a little bit, whatever, um, you know, share perspectives on, on, on martial arts or maybe what, whatever, the, whatever the case is. I'm a busy guy. I know y'all are too, but Man, just let them know, bro. I'm down to come out. I'm a down-to-earth guy. Um, e even for, like, Will, you over there at Extreme Couture, I probably fought some of your friends before, bro. I fought a million guys from Couture, but, yeah, you know, it's you know it's all love. Like, I go out, I fight, I I'm going out there trying to have fun. It's not really, like, no no crazy stuff. And y'all, like, a rival gymnast syndicate almost, but to me, it's all love. I don't... I don't have like ill feelings for somebody at a different gym. So anytime y'all want to like get out and train or whatever, bro, let me know. I'm down. Yeah, yeah I'm for that. Like, I'll definitely give y'all like a, a formal intro on like LG and stuff too. But yeah, I'm glad y'all ever meet here. Yeah, if um, any of you guys want to come over tomorrow, I think, what did we agree on? 6 p.m.? Yeah, 6 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, yeah 6 o'clock tomorrow. If any of you guys want to come, um, and just do some pad work and bag work with us. Practice some drills. You all are welcome to come over. Sure. For sure, yeah. bro. Yeah, I'll definitely show. Like, um, I'll send you all at the address. And we can all link up tomorrow if y'all want or if y'all free.
sure. Yeah, tomorrow tomorrow I'll come out, bro. Just got off the clock, just got on my chill. Called up my homie Brent to see what be the deal. What you trying to do? I'm just trying to heal. Hella floated, never bloated's what I'm trying to feel. Hop in the whipping.